You are not allowed to climb 
Jesus. It was not just an animal. It was God prophetically foretelling us what he was going to do. That an innocent man will become a lamb for the salvation of man. Praise God. So now this man was innocent. Yet he became a sacrifice for man's shame. So guess what? Just as the skin of the animal was removed, Jesus Christ also he had his clothes removed. He also became naked. So we will be clothed with his righteousness. Praise God. So you see, in the Old Testament, we see the gospel being preached. So the gospel is first of all about the death of Jesus. Back to first Corinthians 15. Verse 3. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. Okay, verse 4. Now see that. So number one, the gospel is Jesus died. For our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was. I'm not hearing you. And that he was. So number two, the gospel is Christ was buried according to the scriptures. And he rose. And that he rose again on the third day, the verse 4, according to the scriptures. Now I want you to see for yourself. Because we are getting something. He rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. So the gospel is the message of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. This is the definition of the gospel. And Paul says in this message you stand and in this message you are saved. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Peter chapter 1, verse 34. If you are listening to you, you are going to learn a lot of scriptures. You have to get ready. Now watch this. Of which salvation will come to the next time. He says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So the end of faith is salvation. The end of faith is what? So when you believe, the next thing that happens to you is like you're saved. He didn't say that the end of good works is salvation. The end of faith is salvation. Of which salvation was this? The prophet has inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that shall come. So the grace lesson was a prophecy. We are going to get there. It's a prophecy. It's not some stubborn young men who are trying to impress the crowd. It's a message that was prophesied. Unfortunately, people don't understand this message. Of course, it has been abused. But this message is the dispensation we are living in. We are going to get there. But this message was prophesied. He says, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you? In other words, go look at a certain group of people, a certain generation, and say, mm, I will love the dispensation of grace upon them. This is what the prophets desired to enter. So they could only look into it, they couldn't step or live into it. So they only prophesied and said, Ah, these people are so fortunate. I wish I was in that time. When they sing and they don't even need to take any animal. When they commit mistakes and yet the blood has already forgiven their past, present, and future sins. They, they look forward to this day. I love it. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, it didn't mean the Spirit of God was in them because in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God was not living in anybody. He only came upon them. Now the Spirit of God here is talking about the Spirit of Prophecy. So it was the Spirit of Prophecy that was at work in them. Praise God. Which did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So the sufferings had a glory that followed. Hmm. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves. It was only revealed to them but it was not for them. Short like that, but the 
and his finished work. Oh, my Lord Jesus. The gospel is about a person. It's a person and his finished work. So that means the gospel is about someone. It's not about the suit of a man or how many cars a man has. It's about a person and his finished work. Romans chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. I want you to see something there. The gospel is about the person. Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Watch that. Which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Just 
I love it. He says, so we do not preach ourselves. Now, Paul is telling us something about his ministry. If a man of God is always preaching about himself, watch it carefully. For we do not preach ourselves. So if someone comes to you, he's always preaching, telling you about how rich he is, the number of cars he has, the number of suits he has, how expensive his person is. Watch it. <laughs> Suspect it. Suspect the authenticity of his issue. Because the authenticity. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Philosophy. What is philosophy? From two 
the church. He was the one that laid the foundation, so we build upon that doctrine. So he says, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Let each one take heed how he builds. In other words, every pastor, every believer, every believer must be very careful how he builds upon this foundation he's talking about. There are some that build the foundation of the gospel on other things which is not gospel. So Paul says, take heed. Now he's going to tell us the gospel in the verse 11. He says, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is So we have some saints who have come to a certain maturity. So their work and their expression is different. 
so happy to see, see Moses and Elijah. Can you imagine when Jesus was present? They respected Moses and Elijah than Jesus himself. And they said, Master, a greater celebrity in the Old Testament is here. Shall I come? <laughs> so welcome. That's for you. You are what the name of the guy that I want to be eating. What's his name? And so Jesus was Messiah. And they see the guy. So Moses come, Elijah come, and they were having a conversation with him. Peter said, Master, let us make three things. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So that we will all gather and fellowship. No, God himself did not respond. Because Peter didn't understand what he was doing. Now, can you imagine? Moses, he was one of the greatest celebrities of the Old Testament. Elijah was one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. Moses wrote the law and the five books. So Moses represented the law. Elijah was the greatest prophet. He represents all the prophets. So the Old Testament is a makeup of the law and the prophets. So the law and the prophets were looking at the sun. Now, Moses was a career of... Yes, Moses was a messenger. Elijah was a messenger. But Jesus was a messenger. Yeah. 
now watch this. He says, Hebrews 1 1. God, who was sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Now, you do see that the word his is bracketed. In other words, it was not an original translated out of that word so that it would make more sense. So if you are reading the Bible and you see a word that has been italicized or slanted, it means it was not original. Or if it has been bracketed this way, it means it was not original. Translators put that word there so that it would make sense. So the word by there is actually in. Not by, it's in. So now let's read it with the his out and then the by change it to in. Are you there? One, two, go. Had in these last days spoken to us in son. Are you there? God has spoken to us in these last days in what son? Now, if I come to you and I speak to you in Hebrew, that means Hebrew is my mode of communication. That is my language. If I speak to you in Latin, Latin is my mode of communication, my language. God is saying in the last days, He has spoken to us in son. In other words, Jesus is God's mode of communication. Oh, 